coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Make you feel like you're worthless. Make you feel like you didn't do try hard enough. Make you feel like you're never going to find someone because I knew it. I'm unlovable. When all of that is not true. So you have to change your mindset and your belief system around that and realize that it was never those things. It was because you put your worth in them. That now you feel worthless because they don't want you or they're not acting right for you or they're not loving you how you thought they would. Or the dream you had for you and him to work out is not going how you thought it would. You've put your worth in that. And so now they've taken your worth with them when they walked away. And so now you're feeling worthless. So you have to start off right in keeping your worth to yourself and realizing that there is more worth in you doing the picking and choosing on who is going to be for you. And deciding consciously if you want to be in a relationship with them. And that's where your worth is found. You're holding your worth to yourself. And not giving it away hoping that someone can make you feel good about yourself. You know? That is what's going to create that ideal in your mind that that's the last man on earth. Because that's the man that has your worth. So if that man has your worth, you've given it to them. You're you're basically... When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Handing over your power. What up, girlfriends? It's your girl, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. Back with the Hey Girlfriend podcast. So today's episode is going to be like a reminder to you that you can let go. You can love again. There will be other men there will be other opportunities at love. This is not your last chance. He's not the last man on earth. Like, I get it. I'm going to first talk about that feeling that some of you may be feeling listening to this. Because I felt that way. And I get it. And it's like, I'm going to go back and channel the me that was trying to get over my last ex before my marriage now. And y'all... That relationship, that was to Sebastian from Toxic X Chronicles, John. He was introduced in my memoir book. And I'm supposed to be doing Sebastian, that book. And I've been working on it for years. It is so hard to write, like, a book like that nature that has, like, that's like a novel type. This is not like a self-help book. This is more like you're reading a, a fiction novel, but it's all based on a true story. So trying to recount the past and trying to... Get the dialogue and stuff and everything in order. It's just a lot. And I've taken a long break on it and started back up. 
I'm sorry it ain't out yet. I promise one day I'm going to get it. I was hoping this year I may get half of it done this year. I don't know. It's a lot. But anyway, let's not get off topic. Oh, and I do plan on publishing um, like a self-help book that's kind of like all about my healing journey and different things I've healed from and, and different lessons I've learned, like a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to compile that into a book. So I'm thinking about doing that this year for sure. I got that written out in my notes. I just need to put it on Microsoft Word. I ain't got the cover ready. I just need to get it published, get it together. So that for sure would be out probably this time of December. I like to release my books at the end of the year, like either around Christmas or after Christmas. I don't know why. That's mostly when I release them. That's when I release mostly the others. It's either the middle of the year or the end of the year. I don't know why. That's my thing. But anyway, back to the topic of discussion. So, Sebastian. That's that's not his real name, by the way. But that's a name that I've made up to use for him. So, y'all know who I'm talking about. But I'm going to talk about that time in my life and how hooked I was on that young man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like, I was so attached, I was so hooked on him, and he wasn't shit at all, like, he was not a good guy, but what kept me hanging on was the fantasy I created, and he helped with that, of course, but deep down, I knew that it was, that it was a lot of red flags, I knew it wasn't gonna work, I was just hoping you know, I was, that whole entire relationship was just me hoping, like hoping he was going to call, hoping I was going to see him again, hoping he was going to act right, hoping he wasn't cheating on me. It was just full of hope, hoping he was going to be the man I wanted him to be. It was not filled with any type of reality. It was just based on all hope. And I think that's what had me going. It's like that little bit of hope you have. And not to mention, I really wanted love so badly. So it's like, I had like this feeling that it had to be him. And I thought it was going to be him. I didn't want it to be anyone else. Like I was really dead sold on him. Even though he wasn't really treating me right, doing me right. He wasn't, it was just bad all around. But I was so sold on him. And I felt like that's what I wanted. It was so hard to let that go. And like it crushed me to end it it crushed me when I found that he was messing with some other girl and just jumped right to her it just crushed me so hard y'all and I just cried for a long time like I just really wanted it to be him so bad and a lot of it was because I think I was just really really attracted to him someone like him had never been attracted to me like I grew up like the ugly duckling so to speak, and I didn't have my growth spurt in my pretty girl phase until like after high school, going into college, I started kind of, you know, feeling better about myself, looking better, wearing better clothes, learn how to do makeup, stuff like that. I started feeling a little better, and plus I didn't have those cliques and stuff in high school to try to fit into. I was just kind of free to kind of figure me out, and so, you know, I started kind of feeling better about myself after high school. And so, you know, later on, I met him, and none of the popular guys that I liked in high school had ever liked me. And so here this guy was, tall, attractive, funny, just liking me, flirting with me, saying that I'm just so fine to him, and trying to get at me, and it, oof, 
<laughs> you know, I've never felt like that before. And that was the problem. Like, I've never had anyone that interested in me that was that attractive. Like, I always say, yeah, I, I wish I could show y'all a picture, but I don't want to really put that person's business out there. But he was very, very attractive. I'm trying to think who, who I could say he would look like. I can't think of anyone. Just think, like, he was just tall. He had the tattoos and just was funny. Like, the tall, funny guys that's good looking always be the ones, baby. <laughs> and so, you see, that was, like, really what I was hooked on. I didn't care about anything else about, I didn't really know about anything else, like, how he would be in a relationship or how the relationship was supposed to go. I didn't really understand that aspect of anything. I just wanted him because he wanted me. And he loved on me a lot in the beginning. And I just fell for that. And he, I think he knew he had that power. He knew that he was an attractive guy. And that all the girls loved him. And wanted him. So he knew how to use that at his own advantage. And he did. Like he had a lot of kids. A lot of baby mamas. But I was blind to that. Like well it's okay. I'll be a stepmom to all of them. And I even wanted to have his like 10th or 11th child. However many kids he had. He lied. I don't think he knew how many kids he had. So it was so much like that was really bad about it but I was really hooked because no one like that had ever wanted me and to me he was like the last man on earth he was like the only man on earth for a long time for me and we dated on and off messed around whatever you call it I think that was about two maybe three years uh or maybe it was more because he was it was something like that, two or three years, because he was in jail for like two of them. And so <laughs> I think it was like three years then, three, four years, probably, because he was in jail for two of those. And I was still trying to stick beside him. <laughs> and if you know the reference, then you know where I'm getting it from. I, mean, I was trying to, st I was, that's my man, and I'm going to stick beside him. <laughs> Oh, and that's a whole story in itself, baby. That's why I got to get this book out because y'all, woof, that's a whole other story. Oh, <laughs> but I felt like that was, I was so drawn to him. And you know what it is? It's like, I don't even want to say it's when you have low self-worth. I'm not, I don't like to throw that around too much because it's not really like our faults that we have low self-worth is not that we're choosing sometimes it's not really necessarily that so I don't like to throw that out too much but I really feel like along with the self-worth thing I really feel like it's because I just never had anyone to love me or want me I never was chosen I never um had anyone show any interest to me especially anyone that I was interested in you know I've never had that so I don't care how high your self-worth is you know, if you have never felt chosen and then someone disattractive is coming and trying to choose you, um, you're going to fold. You're going to fall, even if it's just for a little bit. So, you know, hey, there's neither here or there. But he had me such a chokehold. And I remember the healing from him was like, oh, my gosh. That was some of the worst pain I ever felt. Like my, I feel like I literally, literally felt my heart breaking into pieces. Like he, it, he crumbled me. Like seriously, 
And I can sit here and be like, yeah, I hold myself accountable. It was my fault too. I shouldn't have been, you know, this or that. But I don't believe in saying it either. You can hold yourself accountable without doing all of that. Because the thing is, like, for women like us, you know, it's... We don't really understand a lot about how love works. We don't understand the self-love really that much we don't understand what we need to work on and heal sometimes until after we go through that shit and it's like yeah I was there and sticking by him even though I know it was wrong so yeah I, t- I took full accountability for that so that I can heal but really a lot of the accountability was me understanding who I was to fall for someone like that You know, it wasn't really holding myself accountable like, yep, I stayed and I put up with it, so that's what I deserved. It's not that shit. And I know a lot of creators like to say that. A lot of people, like people that do stuff like me or whatever you see on the internet like to say that. And that's a little harsh for me because it's not, I feel like those people are not really trauma informed. Because a lot of the ways that that we've acted, I'm going to say we because I'm talking about me and you, whoever this relates to. A lot of the ways that we reacted was due to our own trauma you know it wasn't like we knew until after we went through that it was basically us have never been chosen never getting the love that we ever you know the love that we really deserved and needed from either our caregivers or maybe we had a bad time in high school that's even something that can be thrown in there like if we had a bad time in high school meaning that we felt you know like an outcast or felt like we were never chosen. No one ever liked us or we felt just, you know, like an outsider. And then we had no one to go to, you know, all the popular guys we liked didn't like us that on top of, you know, not having the home life to where we had someone to teach us what love was to pour into us. We never had a healthy relationship to look at. And we was never had, we maybe never had parents that were emotionally available for us and there for us. Or our parents criticized us so much to where we felt like, you know, we weren't good enough. So all of that has to do with the decisions that we make and the lovers that we choose. And so that's why I say you have to take it easy on yourself and extend some grace to yourself for going through that. But as far as getting to the part of like understanding that he's like the last man on earth... It's really just understanding that you don't need him like you think you do. What I really feel it is, that need that's coming from, that, you know, the attachment we have to that person that's not good for us, it's because we are probably attaching to the outcome we already have created in our minds. You know, when you have a starvation for love, when you've never really been loved and you've never really been chosen and you really want marriage, all of that stuff. And when you really have that, you know, dire need to be loved, it's going to be hard for you to not focus so much on the outcome when you get with someone, you know? And so that has a lot to do with us treating this man like he is the last goddamn man on earth. Because that's in our world, that's how we see it. Like, this is our only opportunity. We're not going to get another chance. It has a lot to do with scarcity mindset. We truly believe that. This is it. I've created this outcome with this person. I've created the whole life in my head. What we're going to have 
it has to work. This has to be it. And then for that to not go in that way, it's hard to let go because it's like we're thinking in our head, like, no, that's not how the story is supposed to go. Like, it has us so stuck on someone that's no good for us. And we know he's no good for us, but we wanted him to be good for us. You get what I'm saying? And so it's that wanting and needing for them to be who you created them to be that keeps you hanging on and keeps you feeling like that that's all there is out there. But it's not. And it's like, how can I say this? But you really have to grasp grasp the idea that there are so many other men out there that can love you way more than that person. And let's say that you had a decent relationship. It wasn't too bad. They were a good man. And they were pretty good. It's just some things that, you know, didn't work out for whatever reason. Let's let's say that. Let's 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 throw that scenario in here. Let's say that it's the case cuz it could be the case for some people. Like it's not really a toxic relationship. It was a pretty decent relationship and you had high hopes for it and it just didn't work out and you're sad about it, which I get. It's still the same aspect. It's that there's not the last man on earth. Like, it's okay to mourn that person. Even if it was um, potential you created, it's okay to mourn that person you created. It's okay to mourn that. But I want you to understand that in order for you to get to your next level, in order for you to get to who's actually for you, in order for you to actually get the love that you've been seeking and wanting, in order for you to have the connection relationship that you want, you have to let go of what isn't it. And you have to deal more with the reality of that person not being it than them actually being it. So you slowly have to undo this you know, dream you had in your head of how it was going to go with them. You can still have the dream, but it may be with someone else. And you may actually even get better and more than what you dreamed of. It's what you have to set your sights on. So let me tell you how I healed from my ex, Sebastian, that I was clinging to and thought was the last man on earth. I remember I slowly started to undo this dream life and dream man I had in my head like I had so many dreams planned for us I had dreams planned for us down to the smallest detail like I remember it I'm gonna just tell you the small detail I'm just tell you how how my mind was working with this outcome of me and him being together y'all it's it's crazy it's not crazy but it's I'm just I'm just gonna tell you I don't know what to call it but I'm just gonna tell you so I planned our whole lives out. Like, I told him I wanted a beach wedding. And I told him that... No, I didn't tell him this. But I told myself, like, I know he had a lot of other kids. And I was willing to be in his kids' lives. He was starting to actually be a better dad to them. And entering their lives and seeing them more. And I even met um, a few of them. And so, I'm like, okay. So, he's trying to be a better father. So what I want to do, you know, I got to make sure we get a big minivan or a big van to carry all his kids around and we do stuff together. You know, I want us to go to Disneyland and Disney World again. I was already planning what we were going to do with the kids that when we, when I met them all. And what else was I saying? Uh, even to the smallest detail of me having like this townhouse, right? It's a, I, I wanted a townhouse with enough space. So I went and got one while he was in jail. I went and bought 
and, and you know, rented a townhouse because he needed a place to stay when he got out. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get something that had a, not a nice space and stuff to it. So it had like upstairs and downstairs. And I just imagined me being upstairs asleep and him being downstairs on the couch watching TV, falling asleep, and me having to come get him and tell him to come get into bed. You know, I had the whole little dream in our townhouse how it was going to go mapped out. And he got out of jail and none of that shit went like that. Not a damn thing went like that. <laughs> oh, totally didn't go like that. But I was trying to force it so bad to go like that. And he used to even admit to our friends. We had mutual friends. That's how I met him. He used to admit to his um, our friends that she trying to tie me down and this and that. But at the same time, in one breath, he was saying, you know, we're going to get married one day. That was just him love bombing me, trying to make him trying to make me stay and fall all over him and chase him. He was really trying to get me to chase him because that's what made him feel good. And I fell for it because, yeah, I'm going to chase you because I really want you because you made me really want you. And I had everything, like, planned. And it's more than that. Like, you see all the little small details? I had in my head the life we were going to have and how it was going to go. And for it to not go that way, you know, I made him the last man on earth. And that's what we tend to do. We romanticize them so much that we make them the last man on earth. Because it's like, it has to work with this one. I'm tired of looking. I'm tired of searching. I got to make this work because there's no one else out there. And that just really limits you. And that limits you to the bad relationships that are not really for you. Because your thinking and your belief system is that that's all there is. You know, and it's and you think maybe... Oh, it's so hard for me to fall in love. It's so hard for me to find someone. So I got to make this work because I may not find anyone else. And so you just internally, you make this the last man on earth. So that's why it hurts so bad when it's over. And that's why you can't let go because you're making them the last man on earth when they don't have to be. And what helped me to really move past that idea and to start healing is that I had to really look at who he was as a man. I had to take the blindfold off. Take the rose colored glasses off. And I had to really ask myself. And tell myself as well. Like could he have really been. The man that you wanted. And was looking for. You know. Like could he have really. Been that for you. Him being who he was. Was he going to give you the life that you wanted. And be the man that you wanted. And have the relationship that you wanted, you know? And I had to be real with myself and be like, no. Like, the way he was and how he betrayed himself, he just was not going to be that man that I wanted. Like, I I understood the kind of man that I wanted and how I wanted to be treated. I just didn't know how to go about getting it. And when I really broke it down like that, in the midst of me crying to sad love songs in my room and balled up in the bed crying, pleading to God to take the love I have for this man out of me, in the midst of all that, it's like I had to get my awakening and realize, like, this is not it. He was not it. He was just fine. <laughs> like, he was not it. Although I wanted him to be it so bad. And it's like, once I started really dealing with that reality, it kind of it made him not so attractive anymore, you know? I don't hate him. To this day, I don't hate him at all. It's just... No, I had to, I had to understand that and come to that understanding about him and about that. I just really romanticized every damn thing. 
And he probably had a lot to do with me doing that because of how he kind of sold me the dreams in the beginning when he was love bombing me. But once you kind of like really be real with yourself and you make make a list of what you want in a partner, make a list of what's really important to you and what you really need and then compare it to them. And you may find that, okay, they're not, they weren't able to meet any of those needs. And let's just say that, you know, you found, you had someone that, you know, was meeting those needs. That was pretty good and decent and met most of them. Let's just say that. I like to throw that scenario in as well. Let's just say that. And it's the same thing is true because if they didn't want you, I'm going to have, I'm trying, I was trying to put it more, <laughs> more, with a little more finesse to it so it wouldn't sound so harsh but if that person that you know was decent and whatnot decide that they just didn't want the relationship anymore or you both decided it wasn't going to work out the key point that you want is someone that wants you continuously someone that wants to grow with you and wants to stay with you and stick by you someone that's going to be there to stay and if that component is missing then you have to let them go and release them. And I want you to realize that there are so many more opportunities at love out there. And you may be thinking, like, maybe there is, but I just wanted him. Or you may be thinking, maybe there are a lot of other opportunities out there, but, you know, it's still hard to find love, and what if none of them work? Like, yeah, I may meet guys all the time, but what if none of them work out? Okay. Yeah, they may not, but what good is it to stay in a connection with someone that really doesn't want to be there, a connection with someone that's really not treating you right, a connection with someone that is just not working? Like, what is the point of standing that if you're unhappy, you know? If you're sitting there trying to treat them like they're the last man on earth, but you're internally unhappy and have a lot of resentment. So you're just there just to say you have someone and you have a relationship. You're just there hoping that it's going to materialize into what you want it to. That's not okay either. So it's like you have to choose. Which one are you better with having? Just, you know, having a half of half of a relationship, half of a man where you're half happy? Or being by yourself? And getting excited about the new people that you can meet and have a new opportunity and love at and getting what you want. Look at it that way. You can't look at it. It's like you're dreading it or scared of it or it's not going to work out or I'm going to be alone or this and that. I want you to think about the future with a little more excitement. That can help you to get rid of the scarcity mindset. Because one thing I realized is that I was not finding the man for me having that scarcity mindset that it was no one out there, that all men are the same, and that I'm never going to find someone. I, I had to do it with that mindset, and I just had to deal with basically letting them find me. And how I did that was that I changed it up a bit each time something didn't work. you got to change it up some. You can't keep doing the same thing. And so I just stopped, you know, I guess I would say I stopped looking so hard. Yes, I was on dating apps. But I was going in with the mindset of, you know, let's just see. 
or I was just open. You know, I started to be a little more open. And once you're open, that kind of opens you up to an abundance of different people out there. And it helps you to let go of that scarcity mindset that there's no one else out there. You have to stop telling yourself that. There are plenty of people out there that you can meet and there are plenty of opportunities for you to find love. You have to have that abundance mindset so that you're open, like you're opening up your field to letting more in of what you want. And so then that man that you felt like was the last man on earth that you had so much hope for and you had so much hope riding on that it going right, you know, it kind of makes them look like a little ant, like nobody, like, you know what? I was really stuck on you, but now that I am healing and I'm opening myself up to more opportunities at love and I'm getting excited about the love that can happen, it's like, okay, peace. I mean, I know you're thinking like, how in the hell I get there? You will, slowly. And it's like, I started just getting more excited about what was to come because it's like okay so that means I still have a chance at getting the love that I really wanted like there's still a chance like it didn't happen with him what I really wanted it doesn't mean it can't ever happen it's just like okay now I get another opportunity so I'm excited about it I'm excited about going on these dates meeting people you know getting to know them and seeing where it can go I started getting more excited about that it just the thought of trying again and meeting someone. And yes, I would take small breaks in between because dating is hard. I've been there. And I came across a lot of no's before I got my yes. It's not like, I don't want y'all to think that I went from Sebastian, bam, to my husband. It was not that quick. Although it seems like it because I don't talk much about the in-between dating. I do a little bit, but not much. So I did a lot of in-between. It took, it took some time to me to get there. But how long it took... I'm not going to give you my timeline because y'all will start comparing me, comparing your timelines. It doesn't matter how long it took. Just know that I had to go through some no's. And just know that you know you're not doing anything wrong if you have not met anyone. The thing is, you can't look at it that way. You have to look at it more so as that every each, well, each person you come across that ends up being a no, look at it as like some type of opportunity for growth. Like, what could you have learned from that? Like, do you now have more standards to add to your list and non-negotiables to add to your list of what you do and don't want? And what did you like about them? And what didn't you like about them? And then add it to your list and that puts you closer to finding someone. If you haven't, you can listen to my podcast. It's one of my first ones. Um, How to Manifest a Life Partner. Part- Ugh, I said, that's so country. How to Manifest a Life Partner. It's one of my earlier episodes, maybe my first one on like Spotify and Apple. Um, so check that out. That basically deals with a lot of inner work along with what you can do to set your mindset on finding someone else. So you can take your mindset away from he's not the last man on earth, you know. And so and those tips is what really helped me because it's you have to let go of that scarcity mindset. That scarcity mindset is also what can keep you bound to someone that's not really for you because you feel like there's no one else for me. Um, there is. Is all I'm going to say. Like, will you find them right away? No. But is it better than being in that relationship that's not good for you, that's not going anywhere? Yes. And another thing is, is that get excited about your life as well. Like... Not being happy about your own life can also cause you to have like the scarcity mindset. 
because your own your main focus i mean your main focus is on finding someone and finding a man and so therefore every man that you meet you're going to treat them like they're the last man on earth because you have this dire need to make them the one so they kind of like rescue you from your life that you don't like and so if you're not happy with your life of course your main focus is going to be on someone rescuing you from your life and so that's what i did between me dating I just really started focusing on my life because I didn't it all in my 20s. So I started trying to do a few more things on my own. Started being happy in my townhouse on my own. You know, I just started doing a lot of things on my own that I wasn't do before. And I even picked up and started hanging out with my girlfriends that I kind of abandoned when I was stuck in those toxic relationships as well. And so... That right there got me more happy about my life. You know, I had a decent job. I was able to afford my own place, do what I want, you know, buy things I want. So that was a plus. I even did a little traveling. And I did all this, you know, just just to help me get back to me or to find me and to like my life. And so with me being alone and liking my life during that time frame, it made me aware that... If it doesn't work out with anyone that I date, it's okay. I can go back to my good life. I mean, yeah, I would be disappointed in some of the people I dated if it didn't go anywhere. But it was not, like, traumatic for me anymore. It was not the end of the world for me anymore. It was disappointment, of course. But it was like, I'll be okay. It was different. Like, once I really developed my life and became happier with myself and the life that I had going for me, it just made it that much easier to walk away or to let someone go that didn't want to date me anymore. And so once you have that aspect of your life down pat and you're continuously working on you and continuously trying to add to your life on your own, that also can do away with the scarcity mindset of you thinking that he's the last man on earth, I promise you. So work on those things because I promise you, I promise you, He's not the last man on earth. That man that hurt you, disappointed you, didn't choose you, didn't want you, but you wanted them so bad. I get it. It stings a bit because who wants to be alone forever? You know, I know you really want a partner. So I get it. I totally get it. And I'm not going to hear sit here and say that, you know, you should stop wanting love and stop wanting a man. Definitely keep wanting it. That's fine. But realize that there are plenty of opportunities to date and meet other people and it's better than selling yourself short just to say you have someone because that right there is what's going to make you feel more worthless you may think that you know going in and having someone choose you what you know up your worth and make you feel better about yourself but if you are dependent on someone to make you feel better about yourself that same person can make you feel bad about yourself because you're giving them the power in the beginning already and so you have to do away with that mindset that this is going to make me feel better. I know that may be easier said than done, but you cannot go in putting your worth in who you're dating or talking to or who you're trying to have a relationship with. You cannot do that. That is going to be an epic fail every time. And every time they don't choose you or reject you or abandon you or hurt you or whatever they do, it's going to make you feel like it's your fault. Make you feel like you're worthless. Make you feel like you didn't do try hard enough. Make you feel like you're never going to find someone because I knew it. I'm unlovable. When all of that is not true. So you have to change your mindset and your belief system around that. And realize that 
it was never those things. It was because you put your worth in them that now you feel worthless because they don't want you or they're not acting right for you or they're not loving you how you thought they would or the dream you had for you and him to work out is not going how you thought it would. You've put your worth in that. And so now they've taken your worth with them when they walked away. And so now you're feeling worthless. So you have to start off right in keeping your worth to yourself and realizing that there is more worth in you doing the picking and choosing on who is going to be for you. And deciding consciously if you want to be in a relationship with them. I promise you that there is a lot of worth in that. And it will make you feel more worthy than you actually trying to get someone to choose you, you know. It's you actually deciding, okay, I want to move forward and date you. Because I like your consistency. I like this about you. You know, you're finding things that you like about them instead of just, you know, the surface level shit. Like they look good or they like you or they chose you. Like it's more to it than just having a man pay your attention or choose you, you know. It's like you're consciously making decisions. And that's where your worth is found. You're holding your worth to yourself and not giving it away, hoping that someone can make you feel good about yourself, you know. That is what's going to create that idea in your mind that that's the last man on earth because that's the man that has your worth. So if that man has your worth, you've given it to them. You're tell- you're basically handing over your power to them saying, okay, since you like me and you're choosing me, I want to. you can continue choosing me and I want this dream life I had and I want you to be this man. You know, you're giving so much away to them. And so... You've basically created that man to be the last man on earth. And that's why it hurts so hard to let that go. Or when it doesn't go out how you want it. Because it's like they're taking so much of you. But them taking that so much of you doesn't mean that you can't find it again. It's like they're taking the old you. The old you that would put your worth in man. So they're taking that part of you away. Not the new you that's going to be created from that. You know, a new you is going to emerge to where you build your self-worth up to where you're able to keep it in yourself and let go of this idea that you have to have a relationship to feel worthy. So once you start letting go of that mindset, you will understand the abundance of men out there and you will lose that mindset that he is the last man on earth. You get it? I hope you got it. Because that was barely my journey with that. It's like realizing that I put so much, so much into my ex, like so much, so much hope, so much everything, just all my hopes and dreams. I put everything into that because I felt like that that's what I needed to do in order to make him love me, you know, and when you have that urgency for someone to love you and want you and choose you and pick you it's like you put everything in them because you're wanting them to see like how good of you woman you are. And so that they picked you. And so that's why it's so hard to let that go. And it's like you've just created the last man on earth doing all of that. Because you haven't put all your worth in all the other men. Just in this one man. I'm not saying you have to put in other men. But you get what I'm saying. You've, took it, you've taken this one man and made and put him on this damn pedestal. And yeah. Take him off the pedestal. He ain't all that. I promise you. You don't need him like you think you do. You need him because you've made yourself need him. You've created a need. And he's helped with that, creating that need in you, you know? So, I promise you, once you undo all of that, and you learn that you have to find your own worth within, 
that is not found in a relationship. That it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you if you don't have a man yet. There is nothing wrong with you if you're not in a relationship yet. There's nothing wrong with you if you're going on dirty and not married yet. Or over 30 and not married yet. Like, it, it's not. It's, it's, it's a lot of steps to get. It takes a lot of steps to get to that healthy relationship to actually choose someone and build and grow with someone. Like, you can't just do that with just anyone. Like... There are a lot of things you need in order for the connection to work, you know, for someone to choose you and not someone to choose you, for someone to actually see you and value you and love you for you. You know, it's a lot because not everyone will. So it's not just a choice you just make like that. They're not going to make the choice just like that and you shouldn't. You know, that's what got you got in the past, you know, (laughs) making hasty decisions about someone. So understand that it takes time. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you that it hasn't happened. And it's okay that you want love. Keep on wanting love. I'm not saying that, you know, you should stop wanting love and just say fuck it all together. I'm saying, you know, definitely make sure you're working on yourself and learning how to keep your worth to yourself. And learning that your, your you know, worth can be found within you even if you're not in a relationship like you think you should be. And all of that. So, yeah. He's not the last man on earth. I promise he's not. I'm going to leave you with these words. So, not only is he not the last man on earth. He's not your last opportunity of love. That's not your last chance. I promise you. I promise you. There is someone for you. And you may be like, well, how do you know that? I just do. And the reason why I know that is because... That's a desire you have in your heart to find someone. And that desire is there for a reason. You know, it's going to happen, but when is the right time? And I want you to trust that when it's the right time is important because it's going to give you things you never thought you needed. You know, it's going to be with the right person, not the person that you envision. It's not going to be with, it's not going to go the way that you think it's supposed to go. I want you to just let go of the idea of who it's going to be, when it's going to be, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. I want you to just let go of that, detach from that idea, and just be more open to it happening in a way that you never could imagine. Be open to it happening in a way on its own that's going to be beautiful and just for you. You know, that's when it happened for me, honestly. It's when I just kind of let go of the idea of who he looked like, when he was going to come, how it was going to happen. You know, love happened for me when I least suspected it. And I really feel that's true that that has happened. So, yeah, they're not the last man on earth. You're just treating it like it is because you're scared that there's not going to be another chance. There's plenty of chances. You just got to open yourself to the chance happening by chance, you know, <laughs> open yourself to it happening just out the blue. Open yourself to it happening just when it's supposed to happen, no matter when it's going to be. And just know that it's going to be right and it's going to be great and it's going to be just everything and more. Okay. All right. So that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. As always, you can check out my coaching on my website, I'vebeenthatgirl.net. I have books on there. Also check out my Patreon with a bunch of bonus episodes on there. 
I do bonus episodes now sparingly when I have something to say and put on there. I used to do it a lot, but that's before I started doing my podcast on an open platform. But I have hundreds, maybe two hundreds of two, three hundreds, I would say. Maybe more, I don't know, of episodes already on there. And I post bonus content on there um, that hasn't been posted anywhere else. I post that maybe about once a week, once, you know, every other week, something like that. So, check that out. And it's mainly for coaching now. I do all my coaching on there. And check that out, all those options on there as well. But, that's all I got for now. Until the next podcast episode, girlfriends. Peace out.